0: Thank you so much for joining us today. God wants to use people like you to help build his kingdom. And one of the greatest ways to do that is to serve in the local church. If you want to get involved with College Park Church, visit collegeparkchurch.org and click on Get Involved. Also, if you'd like to help support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting collegeparkchurch.org to choose the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you like to write down names for messages, it's called, the title is The Label of Praise. The Label of Praise. Look to your neighbor and say, The Label of of Praise. Look to your other neighbor and say, Don't stutter like Pastor Mark. Put a label of praise on it. (laughs) If you have your Bibles, if you would open um, them up with me to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verses 15 through 22, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 15 through 22. If you don't have it, it'll be on the big screen um, up, up top. This is what the prophet said to King Jehoshaphat. Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judea or in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. I love this. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. That's good news. Look to your neighbor and say, don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged because God is with you. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Amen. Verse 16. Tomorrow, though, march down against them. They will be climbing up the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of Gorge on the desert of Jerul. You will not have to fight this battle. Man, that's good news. But take up your positions, Stand firm and see the and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. I love this. For those of you who love the underline, highlight your Bible, it says, Go out and face them tomorrow. And the Lord will be with you. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed down his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korathites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a a very loud voice, because a quiet church is a dead church, and we can see that they are alive and well in Jesus. Amen? Amen? In verse 20, early in the morning, they left They left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah, and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his his prophets, and you will be successful. Verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures. For his love endures. Come on, church, for his love endures. And as they began to sing and praise And as they set their heart and mind on God, as they took their eyes and their attention and focused off the vast army that was before them, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Verse 23, the Ammonites and the Moabites rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. I love that. For those of you who are taking notes, again, our message titled This Morning, and I am so excited for what God is gonna do in your life is called a label of praise. I, I-, I love this because God gives us the blueprints. He gives us instructions on how to experience breakthrough and break forth into our calling and into the promises that God has put and labeled on our life. Does anybody believe that this morning? God's word, according to one of the young girls at release time this past Wednesday here at College Park, said, The Bible is God's roadmap to our life. I love that. And in here and in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we see God mapping out this roadmap for you and I to experience a breakthrough in whatever situation you have seen your life experiencing devastation all around your life. You might be experiencing devastation in your faith. Some of you might be experiencing devastation in your family. You might be experiencing devastation and discouragement from your past, but I've come with good news. God's word word has a roadmap for you to experience breakthrough today where God is going to set ambushes against the enemy that is trying to attack your life. If you believe it, can you just put a label of praise on your problem this morning? Really? That's all you got? That's That's all the praise you have inside of you? Come on, church. Put a praise on it. Relabel your issue. Relabel your situation. Because God is with you. I love it. God says, you know what? You don't have to fight this battle. You don't have to fight this. I'm going to fight it for you. But watch this. His word says the roadmap guides us with this instruction. Even though I'm going to fight it for you, you still got to face it. You still got to face it. You still got to face that giant. You, gotta, you still got to face that pain. You still got to face that past. See, as, as human beings, we have a tendency that when we experience pain, we retreat. When we experience tragedy and devastation and discouragement on many levels, on many levels we, 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 we don't respond, we react the, other, the opposite way. But God says, don't run from it, face it. And as you face it, watch me take care of it. God can't take care of it because you won't face it. But God's good news to you today is if you face it, I will fight it on your behalf. If you can face that past relationship, if you can face that past bad boss, that bad place of work, that bad place of business, if you can face it in your mind and face it in your heart, the God of angel armies is going to fight on your behalf. But if you keep ignoring it, If you keep overlooking it, if you keep making excuses about it, it's always going to be there in your life. But God says, oh, man, this is good. Let Let me stick to the notes. Let me stick to the notes. He says, you don't have to fight it, but you have to face it. One of the things I've come to recognize in life is that the major component in walking in breakthrough or walking in freedom is facing what has bound you. If you don't face what is bound you, then God cannot free you. If you can't face the dysfunction that is in your marriage, you, if you can't face the idiosyncrasies of your attitude and personality, if you can't face how you respond and react to the people around. If you can't face accountability, if you can't face the discipline, if you can't face the chastisement and rebuke, then God can form you and chisel you and make you into his image and into his likeness. He can't fight your battles. You're actually fighting him as he's trying to fight for you. And you think that you're fighting the enemy. No, you're fighting the God that's trying to destroy the enemy. The enemy that that is trying to seek, kill, and destroy you, the enemy that's trying to cloud your vision, the enemy that's trying to cloud God's purpose and promises on your life, to to strain your mouth to be able to put a praise on it. You know, Bill Johnson just um, posted this quote this past week. Man, I've been lit by this one quote. He said, God inhabits the praises of his people. So if God inhabits the praises, then who inhabits the complaining? Whoo, that's rich. Who inhabits the complaining? Let me ask you this. How may I, what have you been complaining about this week? What have you been complaining about? If God inhabits the praises, if the Holy Spirit inhabits the praises, one could assume that the enemy inhabits complaining. My husband ain't never going to change. You just allow the enemy to have entrance. My kids are never going to change from this, from, from this current circle. You allow the enemy to have entrance. God God ain't never going to come. Man, this is how I'm always going to be. You just gave the enemy power and dominion and authority in your life. Because God inhabits the praises. But when it comes to complaining, when it comes to that negative Communication. The enemy inhabits it. The enemy inhabits it. You see, this is what God told. This is what the prophet communicated from God to King Jehoshaphat. I mean, that's a cool name, man. Can you imagine naming your son Jehoshaphat? I name my son. We name our sons Gavin and Judah. Judah means praise. My, if I have a third um, third son, he's gonna name his name's gonna be Jehoshaphat. That's just bad. Jehoshaphat. That's just unique. Jehoshaphat. Gavin, what's your name? Gavin, what's your name? Judah, my name's Jehoshaphat. Like, oh, you bat all by yourself. And so the word of God to the prophet to Jehoshaphat was this. <laughs> Follow me now. Stay with me. The word of God to the prophet to King Jehoshaphat was this. God is going to fight your battle, but you still got to face that enemy. But as you face that enemy, I'm not going to leave you empty-handed. As you face the enemy, I didn't say face the enemy and argue with him. I didn't say face the enemy and yell at him. I didn't say face the enemy, debate, reason with him. No, as you face the enemy, I want you to put a label of praise on him. I wa- and the Bible says, I want you to sing a praise and I want you to worship a form. See, as humans, we don't like to praise before the victory. We like to praise God after the circumstance comes our way. You see, we grew we we live in South Carolina, the, you know the land, the land of Southern hospitality. Well, bless their heart, glory to God, thank you, Hallelujah, Amen. out of glory, hope you're blessed How's the favorite, sir, ma'am? Just we're we we're, we're all about manners to a certain degree in South Carolina, at least in the South. At least when I was raised, I was raised to say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and thank you. And if I didn't say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, or thank you, boom. For there, was, there was this gust of wind that came behind me, this mighty, fo- mighty violent force that would hit me from behind and remind me, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Anybody raised like that with that, that kind of, a lot of you having PTSD right now. Like, whoo get that hickory, st- hickory stick. Mom and dad, you know, old churches of old, they didn't have to hire people to landscape. Our mom and dads landscape the bushes themselves, you know, on our rear ends, you know what I mean? On (laughs) behalf. I'm making me lose my thought. I really am having PTSD, Dad. (laughs) And so God says, you don't have to fight your battles, you have to face them, but as you face them, you need to put a praise on it, because it's what you see that will breathe life or death, not blessings or curses that will come your way. Because as we praise It is bound by heaven to speak life. It is bound by heaven to be able to speak blessings on behalf of praise. God is bound by praise. But if we only wait at the end of the victory to thank him, we miss the whole power of praise. Someone shout, praise is a weapon of mass destruction. I would like to label praise in this regard. Praise is an engine that will drive you to your destiny. It's not something that you experience on the end. It's something that starts on the front. It's not the caboose at the end of a train. No, it is the engine that guides a train to the next destination that God has for you and me in life. In fact, right now, just to somewhat illustrate this to you, can I get three, just three volunteers, three volunteers who aren't afraid? This will be real easy. One, two, one more, one more, three. Would you come on stage? um, Come on stage. Can you give them a round of applause for their boldness and courage? Will you stand in the line? Will you stand in a line and face me? Just stand in a line and face me. Stand in a line. Stand in a line and face me. Stand in a line and face me. Can we get some women up in here real fast? Let's watch this the way. Watch. Take two. Okay. So this is what I want you to do. I want you, you, you are that, you, you are a train, and I just want you to make a nice circle around this. Not yet, but a nice circle around the pulpit. On your way, on your mark, get set, Go. This is what praise, I'm praised, this is the train. And a lot of times as the train is leading, we think that praise follows the train. Praise does not follow the train. Praise is not the thing that we just give at the end of a blessing, at the end of a destination, stop train. No, praise is is supposed to be the engine that runs everything behind you. And so as I praise, the blessing follows. Follow me, blessings. Everywhere I go, as I praise, blessing and mercy follows me. As I praise miracles, signs, and wonders, follow me. As I praise every promise, every, every, every word that God says, it follows me everywhere I go. Because praise is the engine that makes the promises of God Follow my way. Why? Because praise is a weapon of mass destruction. Stop. But if you only allow praise to be a thank you, then you're underestimating the greatest weapon that God placed in you. And so many of us think praise is just a sullen hospitality in the kingdom of God. Thank you, God, for blessing my family. Thank you for blessing me with this check. God, thank you for blessing me with this house. Thank you for blessing me, God, with this ministry. Thank you for blessing me with the words to speak on behalf of you to this person. It's so much more than that. It is that, but it's so much more. Praise is the thing that goes before your enemy. Can you give these people a round of applause for a job well done? Thank you. I've come with a word this morning that if praise isn't going before the enemy, then you are still fighting to get to your destiny. And God says today is the day you get clarity and you're able to walk into your promised land if you can put a praise on your problem. Is your praise a problem to anxiety? Is your praise a problem to insecurity? Is your praise a problem for your financial devastation? Is your praise a problem for your problem? Or does your problem become a problem to your praise? That's why so many people don't praise God, because their problem is such a bigger problem than what God can do through them and in them. God told the people of Judah and Jerusalem, check this, man. Like, you're not praising after the victory. But if you praise before the victory, you will experience victory. But are you willing to put praise on credit for what God's going to do in and through your life? Because here's the thing about praise that's given before the victory. It can only be activated by faith. (laughs) It can only You don't need praise after the miracle because it's already done. But if you can put a praise on it before it ever happens to your life, God says, man, I am the only source in his life. Man, I am the only source to his anointing. Man, I am the only source to his family. Man, I'm the only source to her ministry. I'm the only source to his son's breakthrough. I'm the only source in their life. Guess what? I'm bound by heaven and earth that when someone puts a praise on it, I got to be activated into their life. You want to activate God in your current situation? Then activate your praise. Activate your worship open up your mouth and not allow the enemy to lie still and destroy your current circumstance and allow God to activate life and bless it beyond measure? Because you understand the roadmap of life is to put a praise before the victory. To put a praise as I face my enemy. See, it's not a coincidence that you're experiencing the greatest battle of your life. See, last week, We we fought the the demon, the, the demonic spirit of poverty. And it's not a coincidence that this week some of you are experiencing some of the greatest hell on earth in your finances. Because the enemy knows the potential that's in you more than you know what's in you yourself. The enemy knows there's so much inside of you that you have no clue because you can't see it in you. But God sees there's something supernatural that if you can just believe and trust God can break out of you if you realize that this battle belongs to the Lord. But before you engage in battle, you have to begin in praise. And so the question is this, are you allowing God's strength to fight your battles Or are you fighting in your own strengths, like intellect, your own wisdom, and your own tactics? What strength are you fighting in? What tactic or wisdom are you connecting to? What strategy are you allowing in your life to to bring the answer that you want to see manifest, come to life, when it comes to your faith finances? Or family today? What else? what strength are you fighting with today? You see, some of the greatest moments of depression and insecurity and anxiety that I face always comes when I'm fighting in my own strength. Always. I remember, I remember in my second senior year in high school when I gave my life to the Lord and I was like, mm, I'm, I, God, I give you my relationships. I give you. My. Anybody gave God your relationships in the past? Any of you ever experienced devastation and tragedy beyond remorse? Come on. I remember dating this, this pastor's daughter, and I thought, man, this is this is this is it. I got a ring for her and everything, and I remember just telling God, God, I trust you. God, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fight my battles and fight the, whoever tries to date her when I'm not looking. You'll take care of it for me. You'll take care of her. Next thing you know, she goes to Kentucky. She starts talking to another somebody and ends up saying, I want to break up with you. I went through a depression for three months. Literally, didn't want to eat. Didn't want to talk to nobody. Isolated myself in the room and cried boo-hoo. mean, I, I started listening to country music. An Asian man listening to country music. That's like lowest low of depression any Asian can ever experience. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. I didn't listen to country music. I ain't that bad. (laughs) And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like the Holy Spirit in the midst of my isolation said, I only give you my best. I literally heard that. Three times in my life, I've literally heard God speak. And I remember hearing him say, I only give my best. And I remember just snapping out of that mental mindset of depression, thinking, if she ain't the best, good God almighty, who does he have for me? Come on, somebody, and <laughs> my future. Now, 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 check it, check it. I, I, my current past and my present didn't match up to my future in God. My past and my present, I couldn't see past. But the moment I snapped out of that mental block, Romans 12 2 says, Be renewed by the, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The moment I started renewing my mind to God's word, to God's promise, the moment I relabeled, the moment I put a label of praise on my issues, the moment I realized, come on, God has something better for me. God has something more for me. God has something greater for me. And if that ain't great, baby, come on, let it rain on me. And Lord have mercy, has it not rained on me already? Got three kids to prove it. Glory to God. Just kidding. But you got to put a praise on it. God sees the potential that's inside of you. See, God doesn't call you based on your present circumstance. God don't call you based on your past. But Kim, he calls you based on the potential that he formed inside of you. Jeremiah says that, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were ever conceived, I already had a great plan for you. Why? Because God not He doesn't see you in your current circumstance. He sees you way before that in regards to the potential that will come if you have faith and trust that He is a good God that is going to fight your battles. But in the midst of fighting my battles, God, I'm going to do what your Word says. I'm going to face this enemy. I'm going to face this past relationship. I'm going to face this past issue. I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to fight it. No, I'm going to put a praise that God's going to deliver me through it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for God is with me. God is with me. You are with me through my bad relationships. You are with me through the crazy times of financial devastation. Is is God with any of you this morning? Is God standing right beside you? Is God anyone's tower this morning? Is God anyone's strength this morning? Is God anyone's wisdom, strategy, tactic? Roadmap to their future in life that God has planned for them. What you're currently facing, is because the enemy knows the potential. The same way God sees the potential that He placed before you, before this world ever met you. You are a world, you are a world changer a planet shaker, a city taker. The Bible says you are a city on a hill. You are the light. You are his light. You are salt. You are agents of change. You, God has called to change the world. God has called you to change your family. God has called you to change your workplace. God has called, someone shout, God has called me. Stop looking at what you see currently. Stop looking at what has happened in your past history and recognize the God potential that is inside you and me. Stop allowing the enemy to still kill and destroy God's plan. To see him build and raise up his kingdom through you and me. The enemy knows what's inside of you more than you do. And so the enemy does not come against the present you, he comes after the potential you. You don't believe in the potential you because you don't see it, but God does. God does not call you based on your past or based on your present. He calls you based on your potential. In Judges chapter 6 verse 12, there is this guy his name is Gideon. He is fearful, he is discouraged. This guy is living in fear. And in Gideon, in Judges 6, 12, God speaks to Gideon in the midst of living in fear. God is with you, not man of fear. God is with you, not depressed, insecure man. God is with you, mighty warrior. You are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty woman. You are a mighty army. You are a mighty weapon of mass destruction for the kingdom of God. And the way you activate it is through your praise. Can somebody put a praise on your problem this morning? Can somebody stand on their feet and praise God that no matter what I see and no matter what I feel and no matter where I've been, God is fighting my battles. I'm not going to retreat. I'm not going to run from. I'm going to Face the issues. I'm going to face the problem. I'm not going to make any issues or justify the stuff. No. I'm going to praise you through the storm. Our God who is strong in battle. Our God who is mighty and victorious. Our God who is splendor and whose love, the Bible says, endures. For his love endures. For his love endures. His love doesn't just endure for a moment. His love doesn't just endure for a season. His love doesn't just endure on a Sunday morning. His love endures forever and ever and ever through every past moment, through every present circumstance, and through everything the future is unveiled in front of me. His love endures forever. So that's where the faith comes from. It's activated. That when we face that giant, when we face that issue, we start praising him in advance of what is going to come. See, I don't praise him for what he's, for what he's, you know, for what I see in this moment for a college park church. No, I praise him in advance. That we're going to have multiple services and multiple campuses. We're going to have more pastors than we've ever seen in this house. We're going to have more prophets than we've ever seen in this house. We're going to have more worship leaders than we've ever seen in this house. And I am putting a praise on it. We're going to have more ministries than I can manage. We're going to have more people of faith activated than more than I could ever dream. Why? Because I'm putting a praise and a demand on heaven right now. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. We're going to have more finances, and we're going to help more people in need. We're going to help the brokenhearted. We're going to help the poor and destitute. We're going to help everyone that we can because his love endures forever we're going to be we're going to see marriages reconciled we're going to see families restored we're going to see people possessed come to be made whole and Jesus Christ with love endures forever why because i can look at the face of every giant and i can smile at the face of adversity my god's love endures forever i'm not giving in to complaining i'm giving in to praising because when i put a praise on it it activates heaven on my behalf Every John has to fall. Every impenetrable wall has to be broken. Every tactic of the enemy has to die. I don't have to argue with the enemy. I don't have to argue with people. Are you serious? Are you serious? Stop arguing with haters. They're always gonna hate. Stop, stop arguing with critical people, they're always gonna be critical. Stop following negative people and stop and just start following the people that are following you by faith. I'll, I'll, I'll put a praise on that one. Stop following the people who are complaining. Stop following the people who have issues about God and his church and how it should be. No, follow the people who are following God by faith, who are putting a praise on it in advance. I'm just, man... Do you realize the kingdom of darkness is not divided? The kingdom of darkness, Satan, his demons, are united and are coming against us in a united front. The unbelievers are on our issues. The demoniacs are not our issues. You know who our issues are? Brothers and sisters in Christ. Who are constantly complaining. Who choose... To not praise, but complain. Who choose to talk about all the issues instead of speaking life. Who choose to talk about all the issues, but never be the answer to any of the issues. And what ends up happening is, if you really turn on the microscope in their life, there ain't nobody that's following them in their life. The mark of a disciple, the mark of a leader is when people are following the leader. If you think you're a leader and ain't nobody following you, John Maxwell says, you're not a leader. You're just taking a walk. And I've come to believe that there are so many people who think they're leaders. They're just taking a walk. They know everything to say. I don't know why I'm on this. I'm, I'm on this way longer than I should. But the fact of the matter is, if we are going to see victory in God's house, we have to let go of the voice of complaining and put on the label of praise. The label, someone shall put a label of praise on it. I'm not talking about optimism. I'm talking about faith. Optimism is all about self-will. If I operate in my own will, in my own strengths, I'm just like I was my second senior in high school, depressed and on the verge of suicide because of depression and anxiety in my life. But if I recognize that I'm not, I don't have to fight in my own strength no more, but I'm fighting in his strength. I'm operating in his wisdom. I'm operating through the power of the Holy Spirit that is not just behind me and not just beside me. But the Bible says that He goes before me and prepares a table in front of my. I don't have to be discouraged and I don't have to fear. You ever seen me eat? Ask Pastor Blake. Boy, I, I enjoy those moments. Come on. Anybody enjoy eating? Not like me. <laughs> I'll I'll make all sorts of noises if the food is good. My My wife's like, ew, are you cheating on me with food right now? I'm like, hmm. (laughs) I plead the fifth. I ain't answering. Put a praise on it. Open up your mouth and trust and believe that God is your breakthrough. God is your defender. God is the source of your life. Instead of exchange the words that God is, ne- no, no good is ever going to come to my husband. That when he leaves your house, God, I prophesy right now by faith that dead bones, these dead bones will come alive. These dead bones will breathe. These dead bones will be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. You might look at your kid and say, "Man, I don't see how anything can come out of this." But be like the prophets, be like the prophets of old, who were introduced to widow women who cried over their dead children and dead husband, and get some oil in your jars, get some oil in your house, and watch God speak a word alive in your life. Exchange those negative words. With words of not just positive thinking, but with the power of praise. And watch God transform everything in your life. Man, I got to go. Why is this so important? Because your position is more important than your strengths. Stop looking at your strengths. I need this to overcome finances. I need this in order to be able to overcome all the issues in my life marriage and in my family. You don't need these strengths. You need to position yourself in the presence of God. And as you present yourself in the presence of God, God will present you with a table that you will eat before your enemies. It's not about your gifting. It's not about charisma. It's not about your own strengths. It is about obedience, it's better to obey than sacrifice, Scripture says. This battle you will have to face. It's difficult to face things that hurt you. But, but the fact of the matter is we will always experience hurt from people around us, you and me. But in the face of pain, in the face of adversity and tragedy, we must obey through every season of hell we go through and apply the label of praise. Praise is more than a thank you. Praise is a weapon of warfare. Praise is the engine that powers us to press in into his present. It's interesting that in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the king did not send warriors first. The king did not say trained fighters first. The king did not send skilled people like America or any other world nation would do. What was God's roadmap for breakthrough? I can't hear you, church. What is God's answer to deliverance, church? God said, don't send out the warriors. Don't send out the fighters. But send out people who can praise. And as they praised, God moved. And as they praised, God worked out. As they praised, God sent ambushes against the enemy that was attacking their anxiety, insecurity, Their finances, faith, and family. When we put a praise on it, Robin, God is bound by heaven to move to his sons and daughters, to his family. He's bound by it. But in the moment, as we're seeking God, God, I don't see how I can come up with these finances. God, I don't see how in the world that you can supply me with this need. You know what God does? He looks to and fro, believe. Will anybody praise me before the storm? Will anybody praise me before the giant? Will anybody face the issues that are going on in their life and kick their eyes off their issue and and fixate their eyes on me and praise me and love me? Not love what I can do for them, but to love me. Who love me? I wonder in this house, does anybody really love God? Don't answer this. Because this is a deep question right here. If you actually searched out your heart, the majority of us, if we were, if we would really be honest, we don't really truly love God with all our heart. We're like the ten lepers in the book of Luke, chapter 17. Ten lepers presented themselves to Jesus. Heal us of our disease. Jesus said, go and present yourselves. And as they went, the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. They believed. Why did they come to Jesus? They came to Jesus for something. But only one came back to someone out of ten lepers who had a disease, ten came for something, but only one came back to someone. Nine were nat, nine naturally got their answer manifested in their life. Nine got what they wanted in the natural to come back to life. Nine got their answer made that they wanted to see. But how many? You know, there are so many things happening that you and I can't see. They didn't realize that there was more going on than just a natural skin issue. There was more going on in the church than your finances and what's going on in your family. There are things going on in the, the eternal realm of heaven that you can't see. And most of you, if you don't get this right, if you don't get this praise and order and aligned in your life, You will miss the greatest miracle that you will ever see manifested by God today. And the Bible says that when one came back after nine left and forgot, one came back to say, thank you. One came back to say, God, thank you. And the Bible says, read it for yourself. The nine got a natural miracle. But because this person came back, not because he wanted something, but because he was so in love with someone, not only was he healed naturally, but he was also restored spiritually. The other people experienced a 20% blessing. This guy experienced a whole miracle. All because he knew how to apply the label of praise. I've heard it said, Robin, that money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of evil. It's the love of money. Money doesn't turn people into being evil. Money just reveals what was already in your heart from the very beginning. It just pulls to the surface your greed. It pulls to the surface your insecurity. It pulls to the surface your selfishness and pride to not want to help humanity. It shows that you really don't love Jesus with everything. So, why do we face these issues? Because then we are faced with this. What will we say? Will we give God a praise? Will we offer up our life as a living sacrifice in the midst of pain and hell that we are going through? Will in the midst of doubt and confusion, in the midst of our family fighting us tooth and nail, in the midst of people trying to bring up our past, in the midst of racism, in the midst of all this stuff going on, instead of arguing and complaining, will we face it with the spirit of the living God and put a praise on it and say, our God, his love endures forever. I know what your trick is, enemy. You, want, you wanted me to position myself to start complaining. But I'm not positioning myself to argue or debate or reason. No, I'm positioning myself to praise my God and fixate my eyes on the author and finisher of my faith. So Father God, this morning, I just, I pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to encourage us. A lot of us praise you, but a lot of us don't face our issues and then praise you then. A lot of us love you, but a lot of us can't exemplify our love in the midst of people who have hurt us and betrayed us. And now we're dealing with all the anger within. God, I pray that we become mighty men and mighty women of warriors that you have called us to be. That we don't define our life based on our past history, and we don't define our life based on our present circumstance. That we position ourselves in the potential of what you said in Jeremiah there's a power a supernatural force that was formed in me before I was even born into this world. Before I ever made a mistake, he knew me. Before I ever failed, he formed me. Before I ever came to this moment, he prepared a way where there seemed to be no way for me. And I will position myself in praise. I will posture myself in his presence. I will believe that my God is my strong tower. That my God is my strength. That he will see my finances through. He will see my faith through. He will see my family through. And no weapon that is formed against me will ever prosper. Though the enemy come against me one way, I will put a praise that he will flee seven different ways. I know the enemy might seem strong, but I put a praise that my God is stronger. I see the enemy as a vast army, but I put a praise that my God is bigger. I see the enemy speaking into my mind, but I put a praise that I will put on the mind of Christ. And I will walk in wholeness, believing, and praising my God through every adversity and enemy that comes my way. If you believe that, can you put your hands together and give God a crazy praise this morning.